0: i'll say hades is better last of us part two we can just do that when we go back i'll just i'll throw the spice in the fire why not i liked hades do you believe that do you think it's better hello
1: and welcome back to the mo video games podcast today we are entering the semi-finals That's right, we got through Maxwell's screw up of the third or finals and we're in the semifinals. And boy, let me tell you, this is a long episode and we spend approximately 2% of it actually talking about the games because we have a lot of tech news, a lot of gaming to discuss, largely focused on Game Pass. So get excited for that, not to mention all the technical difficulties we experienced this time. If you didn't know, Mo Video Games House of Juice is recorded in front of a live YouTube studio audience. So everything you get has happened in real time and the technical difficulties were real. But this is some great discussion. We're getting through the first round of the semifinals. So get hyped and huge shout out to Purple Misfit for lending me her Yeti microphone for this intro and outro recording while I am out of town visiting my wife's family. So I appreciate it. I appreciate all y'all Canadians for sticking around. So grab some coffee, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy today's Podcast
0: More video Games. Yo.
1: In the house of Juice. How's it going, bro? Oh, it's going, bro. It's Spare going not great. that long. That long at all. That's uh what I in the business like to call short.
0: Did you learn that from your MBA? MBA? <laughs> I did. Yeah.
1: It's a uh, it's, it's a big a word, financial term. I mean, it is if Finan- you talk about shorting a stock. I actually I didn't mean that seriously, but
0: right, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, not that I have any desire to talk about stock shorts since it's been what it's been talked about in the financial world, from my perspective for eight years now. How long it feels like the GameStop fucking fiasco has gone on. I know. I'm glad that it's kind of simmered down. I was getting tired of that. And I Same. Um, I mean, the stock's still at like a, it's $164 right now, which is what one may call the clown to the town. Um
1: Yeah. I mean I'm I'm happy for everyone that went in I'm uh, happy for GameStop, ha- happy to ruin the lives of hedge fund people, I suppose. Um I guess not ruin their lives, but like give a little of the lives. love back from the from the little people. Yeah. Um but uh yeah it was just like I I understood what was happening so
0: I didn't need to hear anymore.
1: But I understand too you had to get the word out there so it could go to the moon. So
0: exactly the the rocket don't stoppeth And the diamond hands are forever. Apes together struck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if we're talking about gme you got to talk about all the uh, the wall street bet memes that's fair but we're not talking it's just about not it. appropriate we were just like two seconds ago <laughs> oh
1: crap um uh, but anyway we i i'm back home safe and sound welcome back it feels great i won't be for long but that's that's all yeah, you need that, to know that's uh,
0: i feel a little bad for you on that one but I do you like right. being home i uh am also not going to be home for a while not as bad as you but got a two-week layover in my lease it's actually like a week and a half but since i'm going to be moving this weekend it's pretty much going to be two weeks
1: oh i was going to ask why you're doing that okay that makes sense
0: yeah so i sounds horrible <laughs> try to pack up and move everything yeah saturday sunday and then I don't know. My lease terminates this Wednesday, and then it would be I get back in town August 2nd. So, I'd be moving in the 2nd or the 3rd. Yep. Really exciting. I love not being able to have my own space. That's one of my wait. favorite things, actually. <laughs> so, mobile video games are know, going to be coming to like, you from all over the place. The whole world. <laughs> but yeah, so, I, I don't know. I got work to do next week that I think i'm gonna to have to be here for so i was almost thinking about like maybe trying to get a tent or something do a little camp out sesh just be real nice and stank sweat there you go <laughs> i guess i can just make the hour and a half hour 45 minute commute for days that i do need to come but that sounds if i did that i'd rather just get it all done as fast as possible so
1: yeah that sounds horrible also hold on i'm getting some streaming issues going on with my work of the net I, i'm at home it's supposed to be good i don't know what's going on man
0: fiber capital of my ass
1: oh got him oh yeah i gotta be on that dumb wi-fi
0: oh yeah i got mad latency you said words and then your face moved according to the words about a second later <laughs> yeah, so if i go oh yeah it's pretty bad latency can you switch please Hold on, hold on. So I was watching some mm, I forgot what that guy's channel the channel name is. It's not I it, but it's the guy that buys broken the the consoles that we Yeah. I was watching the video where he tried to put the uh disk drive into the digital version of the PS5, which was pretty entertaining. Um There's only two main connectors for the disk drive i'm assuming one's mostly just for power and the other ones for data um so we got those soldered over and then a little bit of circuitry for they removed some of like the power stuff for the cd player understandably either way he got it powered on so it actually like accept discs and try to spin it up but the data didn't work um dang but I, i was gonna laugh pretty hard if they literally just like took off like two ic's and two connectors, and the thing, and we're just like, we're going to reduce this cost by $100, or whatever it is. I think it's 100 yeah. right?
1: Oh, gross. Yeah, my internet is pooping right now. Yeah, oh, dude, if you could not do that. Back a little bit. I turned down the bitrate, so I'm hoping that will at least account for some of the bottleneck, so apparently we can't avoid technical difficulties over here at the Mobile Video Games
0: Podcast. <laughs> The House of Juice.
1: House of Juice. My apologies. House of Juice is
0: not at the fiber capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but okay. Well, it seems to be good for now. So we'll talk really fast to get through this podcast in five minutes. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, should we hop on over to Tech Newsy Woozy?
0: I mean I already started it with knowing that you can't do the disk drive into the PS5 so it's the ball's in your court at this point. That's true. Do you have do you have other tech news? No, I just watched that and thought it was pretty entertaining. I had something else but I've I've been lazy. I I, I haven't gotten to the frustration point yet. I am now where I I just need to start writing stuff down like you do. It's cuz you get those, those great little tech news ideas and then you don't write them down and then Bada boom, long-term memory. That's gone.
1: (laughs) I'm glad that one of us is a professional. That's true. I don't know which one it is, though. But Okay, well, if you think of it, uh, hop in. But I'll I'll start with my tech news. So, uh, in there's... mm, I'm trying to think of the best way to do this without super spoilers. It's not a super spoiler in The Last of Us Part 2, but it is talking about a chase sequence in The Last of Us Part 2. So maybe skip ahead about five minutes if you're listening and don't want to be spoiled. Um, all right. Three, two, one. Here it goes. There is a scene when you're playing as a character. I won't say who. And there's a sniper battle that's occurring. And you are I trying to. Who? It won't say who. Um, and you're trying to get closer and closer to the sniper. And you're never actually supposed to kill this sniper. Um, so that's kind of a spoiler is the intention is that you're not supposed to actually kill it, but it's supposed to feel like you are gaining and have that possibility the entire time. And some YouTube gamer person found out that you actually can catch up to the sniper and hop under the door as it's closing and actually kill the, the sniper and they die. Um, Oh, really? I, yeah, I believe the game then just continues, like, once you get through that scripted moment, then you'll just move on to, and that, that character that died, that, that you killed that you weren't supposed to kill, I think, is alive. But I, I it might break the game, too. I'm not entirely sure what the intention was there. Um, but that's kind of interesting. And then, so one of the, the level designers and uh, developers at Naughty Dog uh, did a, a quick little, like, tweet uh, twitter feed thing about i don't i do not on twitter i don't know what the lingo is but basically tweeted about some of the, the development challenges they had with creating something that felt like you could win was challenging engaging but also you were never intended to be able to win um, yeah and not feel frustrated like you shouldn't be able to get a shot off at the sniper and then have nothing happen and then be upset like oh like I this they have plot armor like they can't die that's annoying so they had to design it in such a way that you actually couldn't legitimately feel like you were going to kill this person the only way that youtuber was able to do is because they know the level that well that they were able to follow the exact beats and sprint in the exact correct way to get there and dive at the last second so anyone trying to play it I can almost guarantee if you try multiple times it'll probably take you lots of attempts before you get to the point that you'd be able to catch up and kill that character but
0: that scene frustrated the fuck out of me like once i realized that you weren't supposed to kill them right and like figured out what was expected to happen then i was like the sequence was good once i figured that out but it was like i mean i think i spent longer than i care to admit bashing my head trying to figure out like why because they they pretty much have it coded where it's like if you do anything they don't want you to do it's an immediate one shot you're dead and it's just like i've been able to do whatever i want this entire game and now all of a sudden i'm punished for like breathing in the wrong direction i was so so annoyed initially with that like i get it's not like they're gonna be like this is a chase sequence. You're not supposed to catch up to this person. This person's not supposed to die. Like, that would just ruin the whole point of it, you know, but uh, at least for how I play and approach the the thing, I wish that they made it a little bit more intuitive to because maybe i just play games wrong who knows i'll just blame it on it's not the game developers fault (laughs) well they they
1: so he the developer that was tweeting about it actually said that there's a controller for the sniper ai that anytime you like pop up visibly or to take a shot you are shot and killed like it's designed in that way so you don't get a shot off and then think oh well i shot that person in the head but they didn't die so it's it's intended to be and this character that you is the sniper it has already been built up that they are a very good sniper so it makes sense story-wise that you that this is a formidable opponent
0: but they had it like i was like like I don't, I don't remember the exact details, but essentially I was like counting bullets in this dude's clip after like hearing him reload once or something like that. And then like after he shot his, you know, shot and had to reload, I'm popping up and that man can't reload in 0.1 seconds. I should at least be able to pop a shot off. But obviously, like I said, like they clearly designed it. So literally you don't get to do anything that they don't want you to do. And so it was just like stuff like that to me is like, I I mean, I probably just think that way because of playing like league, you know, when you're trading and league you know you're thinking about when, when's the cool down i mean reloading to just the cool down right on on your on your little shot shotty shot spell so i was pretty pissed i was like but you can't you can't buff that cool down this is real <laughs> yeah. world baby
1: and, and that's fair that's that's kind of what the the challenge of creating a sequence that you're like you're telling a story So that character does have plot armor, but they need to create a way so that it's not literally you trying like they kind of have to cheat in order. And that's the challenge is like, how do we make something that you can't win? Like not feel inherently that way, like we're not cheating you. And there's there's always going to be that little bit of cheating that takes place. Like I it's, it's hard to imagine how you do that and. Because if it was the real world, there's probably a way you could kill that character. Like some gamer out there would have the yeah. th- think of the strategy that would allow them to win. So they kind of have to cheat to make sure the random one case off that they didn't think of doesn't happen. With the exception of the, the YouTuber who was able to figure out how to kill the character. But um, yeah, so
0: I thought that was kind of interesting uh, and just a fun I mean, sequence I definitely- in that game. Yeah, I definitely get like why they did it, and I it's not like I'm like pissed that they cheated again. It's just like uh, yeah. How do you how do you solve that problem, right? And, and make it feel natural so that people still feel like they're going through it the way that they want to, um, at least to a certain extent, right? You know. Yeah, but like as soon as it feels like you are like being like especially now with games when it feels like you're being put on rails like even though they, that game's literally on rails right it's pretty linear Um, like they did a good job for the rest of the game making it still feel like you have control over what you're doing right they make it that's a nice little natural helping hand from the sky to walk you in the direction that they want but it still feels like you're making the decisions but when they take that that perception away that's when it gets poopo diaper <laughs>
1: Um, So moving from the PlayStation side to Xbox, uh, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, uh, was interviewed and discussed his fear that we are losing the history of gaming. And so some key indicator of, indicators of that is older games that are no longer playable, whether it's on PC, where newer versions operating systems don't support older Uh, who knows what 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 kind of incompatibility issues there are or older consoles emulators all these kind of things and we're losing some of that history most notably flash um getting eliminated and so all flash games there was a huge effort to try and preserve them and recode them and and do that but that's things like that can happen snap of fingers and all of a sudden entire library of games is gone and that's a concern he has but he thinks that cloud gaming can help uh with that issue which i mean granted that's what a great marketing proposal and to be fair it is the best case for cloud gaming i have heard so far and it's essentially if all of the emulation and operating system compatibility and everything is done on server side By professionals who have set it up that way and you as the end user can just play from a library of games across all types of consoles and pc generations and stuff that's a pretty cool concept especially for backwards compatibility um so i thought that was kind of interesting
0: i disagree Uh, so are you sure you're on your hardwired connection because you're still a little choppy and i checked my down speed so i don't think it's me it uh it's still showing good on my side so what
1: you're getting might be not perfect but it still seems pretty smooth on my side
0: well i'm getting like 60 plus down so i have a hard time thinking that no i
1: i'm sure just
0: hangouts it's it's me to you not
1: going super well but my my view of me is clear (laughs) i guess what i'm saying which means the youtube people's view should be pretty clear i think
0: Okay, well, if I don't respond or have to ask you to repeat, I apologize, but... Uh, yeah, uh, you, do uh, you, you know what happens niche. at the House of
1: Juice Canadians out there. It's, we do it live. It's a live production, so it's a what to get It's benefits.
0: I just think that, like, all right, as, especially as someone who has been labeled in the past as a quote-unquote nostalgia fuckboy, even though I would fully fully refute that claim i knocked out super mario 64 fucking fight me um (laughs) um, but i just think that i i agree the history of gaming's important but i think that we have to find a different way just having the games available isn't gonna preserve it in any sense of like if you want people to actually care and investigate like reboots are to me like the only way no one's, no one's going to play Ocarina of Time now. Like, you're never going to play Ocarina of Time, even though it's a top four game. I don't blame you. It's a fucking release in 98, you know, oldest fuck, the world's super limited, like, just the, the, the updates since then, the updates through the whole history of, like, us gaming are just so ridiculous that it just, like, it's hard to compare a 98 game versus a God of War 2018, you know? Like, that. just, who would, who would make that comparison? I don't know. Um... <laughs> but uh, but yeah so i like it's it's cool in concept but i think that there's got to be if you're if you're serious about trying to preserve the history of games and like time spent on old games then i think you got to find a different availability i don't think's the the number one issue i think that if you really want to preserve it you got to find the different vector to do it by i mean i think av- availability is a good start don't get me wrong, but I'm saying if, if you're serious about it, you you really can't end there because no one's going to go back and play. I mean, you you playing Alan Wake was, I mean, like, looked like it was the equivalent of you bashing your head against the wall with the gameplay experience. Um, But I'm yeah. sure if it was, you know, released today with the same story and just some modern updates of archetypes that are going on right now, then I'm sure you would like the game a lot because I so- think the story was good. You know, it's just like yeah dude the flashlight mechanic i mean kind of cool but also kind of like why do i only have four bullets and 82 million shadow homies are coming at me
1: the so so that's kind of interesting so let's let's fast forward 20 years from now when games of today are 20 years old do you think that we are at a stage now that 20 years from now it would not feel as painful to come back games that are 20 years old and at that point that argument becomes more applicable because i'm with you like 20 years ago games cannot compare it to today we have come so far in gameplay and graphics that it's not even funny but like 20 years from now maybe ps5 xbox series x games are becoming harder to play on like current things, or they've lost some of that backwards compatibility. Maybe cloud gaming is perfect by then. Who knows? But like,
0: does that argument change for you then if
1: it's looking back now?
0: I think we've talked about this because, well, we've definitely at least talked about like what games we think will actually survive. Like God of War 2018 is a great game. Is it actually going to be viewed as goaded in 20 years? You know, like Ocarina of Time um super mario 64 those games especially since they've released a lot of games to keep their legacy alive right they still you know in a lot of people's eyes remain relatively goaded um where yeah i i think if it's if there's no major paradigm shift like for some reason the whole world doesn't just switch to vr gaming randomly overnight which like that that situation seems ridiculous right but if there is no major paradigm shift like that then i think that that's reasonable cuz i i mean god of war last of us part 2 like modern titles the graphics are already really good right and we're i think getting to a point where there's only so much more really good graphics you can improve it by right you're not going to have yeah. a 98 to 2018 jump again in 20 years that would be i mean if we did i don't know i would have to learn how to see color in a different way in order to have that type <laughs> of like it's just it's it's impossible with where things are um but yeah i think any major paradigm shifts in how game how we interface with games right like as ar becomes more popular i definitely can see games like god of war or like modern titles you know i'm just using god of war as an example uh like that that type of stuff phase out i mean if you if we can start playing games where we're doing like a cooking simulator and you can actually like smell the food that you're cooking or something like some like olfactory fucking thing that would be crazy and then i would be like yeah these games suck you know why because i only use two senses right my sight and my hearing but every additional sense that you can put into it and make it feel more realistic and more immersive i just think that you know like yeah, it'd be crazy i think that that games like this would seem boring if you had the option why would you but maybe not maybe maybe there's enough people that are our age and maybe we're just going to be uh get off our lawn types you know and be like i don't want no fucking old factory <laughs> bullshit in my game i don't need to be jogging when i'm playing call of duty i want to sit down on the couch with my homies so
1: i i can see I that for sure think? for our generation like, I mean, we grew up with games in a certain way, and I mean, it's already getting to the point where things like, I don't know, TikTok are, like, I, it's something I don't understand as much, and Game Pass is something I don't understand as much. Um, like, that that subscription Why, model for- What do you mean for, you
0: don't understand Game Pass?
1: I What is it? Like uh what do you mean? <laughs> do do I do I pass on games? Is it like Tinder for games?
0: <laughs> um, dude, if I if if I was back in high school and I had the chance to get Game Pass, I would get it in a fucking heartbeat. It's it's merely in my eyes an availability thing. Like I don't have enough time to set aside to play the games that I already have in my library. But if I could just have all of the games that Game Pass offers at a moment's notice when I was gaming all the time. Fuck yeah, dude. Game Pass that sounds amazing. So
1: I, I, I understand the game pass and I understand its use case, but it's not something that I, that makes sense for me, I guess is what I, what I was getting at with that. So like not, not owning the license to the games means that I always have to pay that subscription fee. But if at some point, like right now in my life, I am not buying games because I don't have time to play them. Um, and I have a library of games that I can always go back, and I have those because I've purchased them and can continue to play them whenever I want without spending more money. Uh, But Game Pass, as soon as you stop paying the subscription service, you have zero games. Um,
0: So I mean yeah but like that's i think that we're just and we're probably towards the side of people there's just a lot of gamers who have a lot more free time than us or spend a lot or or prioritize however you want to word it right but like we're not gaming like monkeys 24 7 other than you know me selling my soul to league of legends um <laughs> i guess riot games 10 cent at this point why not um yes <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's just like our where it sits in our priority list and how we interface with it makes sense. But like, man, I would have thought that not owning an album, right? I used to collect CDs and I would be like not owning a CD that I want to listen to for the rest of my life. That's fucking ridiculous. Homie's got Spotify. I got zero CDs. <laughs> like I don't I don't own any physical copies of the music I listen to. And to me, music is what is up with these calls?
1: I don't know. Everything is going wrong today, man. It's just left to right. Also, Doctor nice Who
0: do. is here, so hey, what's up, Doctor? Long time. What's up, Doc? Um. So yeah, either way, I think that yeah, it's like we already don't... We've already forgone the rights for music. I, I think that gaming... How long it's going to take to get there, I think, is definitely up for debate. And I certainly think that there are a lot more people who will be get off my Lonnie for a while. I think that's going to be kind of our generation with it. You know, get it, you know, I want to own the rights to my game, but I think that, um, yeah, subscription based service in the future. I don't like owning things. You know, every everything that I own is annoying. I now that you can own it digitally, that's fine. But I also the thing is, is like, if I'm going to own it digitally, I can't sell it so i'm not even going to get my money back that's like the whole in my eyes the advantage of actually owning a game is that you can sell it later and recoup some of your costs where now it's like that's not even the case i mean that i don't mind buying stuff for my steam library but i don't like buying stuff for like switch or something the a mm-hmm. console that's going to be deprecated an x amount of years and then i'm not going to go back to that library unless those games are going to be available for the switch 2 or whatever right or like yeah. in the PlayStation's case, I can access it sounds like you can access PS4 games from the PS5 library, but I need to be seeing that happening for me to start buying digital games in that sphere. Because that's why I never wanted to buy like any digital copies of a game like on the Xbox 360. I mean, they just made it sound like once Xbox 360 is done, what are you gonna do? I'm not gonna sign back into my Xbox 360 to play Knights of the Old Republic or something, you know? Yeah. Also, I'm
1: gonna do a quick transition here so un momento everybody all right y'all we back and uh we just got uh some (laughs) confirmation that apparently google has determined the pandemic has officially ended so yay google has saved us all um the we we found out that google meet during the pandemic Which is still going on, but uh, well, that's beside the point. (laughs) But In Google's eyes. Yeah, well, during lockdown, I guess, is maybe a more appropriate thing. Google was allowing people to use Google Meet uh, 24-hour calls. Uh, But now that they have determined that the pandemic is over slash lockdown, things are opening back up. It's now down to an hour um, limit. So that's why we've been having these issues going back and forth. So, uh, yeah, fuck you, Google, uh, is all I have to say and uh yeah we'll probably be finding a different way to do this but we, we've got some workarounds for now so we'll we're, we're back in the sauce so thank you guys for bearing with all of our freaking technical difficulties today it's a good time it's a good time to be alive but yes yeah, so i i think all your points are valid going back to subscription gaming um and it's uh, again I, I don't think game pass is bad i it, it's just not something that, that i want to invest in At i this would never time. get game
0: pass if i if i could have maybe like pc pass then maybe <laughs> well you, <laughs> you can. Uh, that's a but thing. even then i'd still probably just rather own it on my steam that's the thing the steam library solves the issue because the steam library to me that's forever I mean, as forever as my life exists and the, and Steam is still a company, which I, the rate that it's going, I'm not too worried about anything happening to Steam. Um, I got to stop shaking my head that my autofocus is so confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's like... Yeah, especially with like like you were saying, I don't think we we generally will like get a game and I'll start a game and then not finish. Like I've started Dark Souls three like four times now. Every time I'm like, I'm gonna finish it this time. And then I'm like, no, something came up. Got to come back to it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I I agree with all of that. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. So, go go into game pass and and a little bit of of price comparison that's kind of what I wanted to dive into a little bit. So also oh, Dr is offering to invade Google and teach them a lesson. So yes please please, please. we will be forever grateful. Um <laughs> Google needs to be taught a lesson. Like come on. That's ridiculous. But uh but so 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 going back to so there's two types of game pass. There's well technically three, but it's like two price tiers. So the, the lower tier is either Xbox uh, or Game Pass console or Game Pass PC. So you only get one or the other. It's $10 a month. Uh, so you get access to all the Game Pass games, but either only on Xbox consoles or only on PC, depending on what you're doing. And it does not include Xbox Live Gold. And it does not include EA Play, which is like all of the EA games additionally so if for five dollars more a month you get xbox game pass ultimate so in addition so now you can do it on console or pc you get xbox live gold you get ea play and you get access to x cloud cloud gaming uh so they've kind of made it to the point of like wow i don't i mean it is five dollars more a month but that's uh that's a pretty hefty that's a That's a lot you get, I guess, is what I'm trying to say with ultimate over the other two. Um, So, but breaking that out cost wise is the, so $15 a month is $180 a year. So I did just some very light researching. I, I had asked last time, how much does the average gamer spend on games in a year? And there was this Statista study, which I've heard mixed reviews on how the study is. And you have to pay to actually see the details of the study. So I can't even verify its validity or what assumptions they took. But it's the only number I have to go off right now. So there, in 2018, there was $35 billion of software, gaming software sales. So buying the video games itself. That's not hardware. It's not uh, controllers and stuff, just software. And they estimated that, the, in, and this is U.S. numbers as well. And they estimate there's 200 million gamers in America. So you just do some very simple division to find out that on average, that's around $175 a year um, that the average US gamer is spending on video games, which is almost exactly equivalent to the cost of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. For a year 180 dollars. so if if they're even in the ballpark with that study you, you're kind of sitting it's like oh well that number i guess makes a little bit of sense like i i wanted to know is the average gamer spending way more money on game pass than they would have or is it actually a really great deal and they're spending a lot less it seems like it's kind of right on the mark um, it's just an entirely different model overall and how that works out for the developers and how much money they're getting out of that i that i still don't know um but
0: but if you had game pass i mean like if i if i had game pass i'm looking at some of the games that are on game pass right now and if i had game pass i would be trying way more games right it's like when i on spotify there's no cost to me like just pulling up a random album and listening to some new random artist so like limbo or like undertale or like games i've heard great things about or like wolfenstein even heard great things about it never played it probably wouldn't buy like wolfenstein but if i had game pass yeah I'd download game pass and try out wolfenstein i might end up playing something that i wouldn't normally play so it's like when you spend the same amount but in concrete for like title or licensing whatever you want to call it uh you're really you're limiting the pool of games that you get to select from so I mean, in my head, theoretically, if you can spend the same exact amount and just get way more fucking games, assuming that it includes the games that you want in the first place. Right. That's probably a big caveat there. Um, right. But as long as it includes the games that you would want anyways, then, yeah, that seems like a great deal. Like if I think I could probably be Limbo and Undertale in a month. So for me, it seems like getting Game Pass for a month, even just doing it on months where I think that I'm going to have extra free time or something like that. like there you go that's I think an interesting
1: no, way to go about it yeah
0: more ways to approach it than just like a constant subscription but just to keep advocating for it i honestly don't really care about game pass i own the games i want to play so <laughs> yeah no but that, that,
1: that's absolutely true like the you get to test so many games and it it opens you up to different types of games and developers and things you may not have played and it gets the developers on game pass potentially a lot more exposure than they had before i know when forza was uh horizon 4 was added to game pass it was like their their user base exploded um, and it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't go down to pre game pass levels. Um, like game pass did nothing, but gave it a permanent buff essentially in user base, which especially for online games is huge. Like making sure there's actually enough people in lobbies to, to make it interesting and outweigh is that's a huge benefit. I think that's something that's not talked about very frequently too. Um,
0: yeah, also, I mean, like I could probably get through, or the Will of the Wisp and Or the Blind Forest in a month, and both of those are on Game Pass, and it would be cheaper for me to get Game Pass and just run it for a month.
1: Well, yeah, you could do a, a Game Pass for a PC for just ten dollars a month and get those games.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, because it's twenty five. I think it's five for the first one and twenty for the second one. Not on sale on Steam. I'm sure I could, you know, if I had wanted to wait. But yeah, I I think it's it's a compelling buy. If I had spent more time gaming, I probably would consider it or if i had like a summer where i didn't think i was going to be doing much you know yeah and just like like we said where we're at seems a little fetched now
1: here's the crazy thing that they're doing so if you want to get an xbox series x they are offering you financing where you pay for for two years you pay 35 dollars a month and you get at the end of the two years, you own the console, and for that duration of the two years, you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And those numbers work out to be essentially equivalent to outright purchasing and then paying for the subscription. But if you don't have the cash money on hand, which a lot of people don't, to just outright buy a console for full price day one, but you can take $25 or $35 out of your paycheck every month, and put it towards that. I think that's an incredible opportunity for a
0: lot of people. Um, is it the disc version? Or is there only a disc? What, what's the price of the console?
1: Yeah, there's the Xbox Series X is only a disc version. The Xbox Series S, I believe, is only digital. But it's also less powerful.
0: Well, how much is the Xbox Series X? The
1: Series X is, that is that what you 500 that you're saying? Yeah. So it, if you want the Series S, it's $25 a month. Um, and that actually works oh, out see. to be a better deal than outright buying it. Cause you also get game pass with that. Um, so you actually save a little bit of money, uh, doing that. And, but keep in mind, both of those are 0% APR. So you're not paying any interest. It's just a, you're just paying it over time. Um, yeah. Now, so that's pretty cool. I don't know like if they do like hard credit checks or anything like that in order to make that possible. I can't speak to that. Um, but just purely from a cost standpoint, those are some pretty incredible options. Um, and the, I, I actually don't have much to say from a result of, I, I had some business knowledge I was going to drop regarding this, but there's actually not much to say. The, the most important thing to see that Xbox is doing is, um, Second degree price discrimination, which is essentially giving you a lot of different options um, where you get different things, but you pay different values for them. And essentially what price discrimination is, is every consumer values objects differently. But when you are a company selling to millions of consumers, you can't identify, oh, that person will pay this much and that person will pay this much. That's first degree price discrimination. Really difficult to do, except for a super tailored circumstances so second degree price discrimination says okay well there will be a large group of consumers that are willing to pay ten dollars a month um but we're only going to give them game pass for either just the console or the pc um blah 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 but they they, it's still an incredible value but they're paying ten dollars a month but there's also people who are going to be willing to or have the money to spend $15 a month. And so now we're giving them Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So you're creating these two price tiers um, that kind of help you capture it. You get more of the consumers that don't have the money to spend the $15 a month, um, but you're also making this enticing enough that the people who do have $15 a month will spend that. So you're capturing more of the market by creating these different price levels. Um, sure. And then they're, they're just throwing even more. They're, they're doing like every possible pricing scenario they can think of to just capture anyone as possible. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, you don't have $500 by a console. Boom. We're going to finance it. Um, Oh, you, you you like just paying for Xbox live gold and purchasing your games. Boom. You can do that. Oh, you want game pass ultimate. Boom. You got options. Um, Oh, you want X cloud. Boom. You can do that. Like, they're, it's very interesting what they're doing, and I, I I, bet what they're doing is giving all of these options and just capturing shit tons of data about what is successful and what people are resonating with, and we'll eventually pare those options down, but I think part of what they're doing right now is market research, um, and just by that's how you get a lot of market research is like if no one's done these things before you just kind of have to try and Amazon did this for a long time where they were essentially setting prices at random to determine how certain items were valued and to determine market and I think they actually got sued for doing that and they they no longer do that at least as openly
0: <laughs> as they did before understandably
1: yeah so um that's, that's kind of a shady way to do it but I I bet you Three to five years from now, we're going to see some of those options kind of die down and they're going to kind of consolidate um, what they're doing is my prediction. I'm interested to see what happens. But yeah, Game Pass is incredible. And the fact that they've brought Bethesda in now as well um, is just like, okay, now there's one less place you have to go to buy games like PlayStation and Nintendo games. You still have to go to those consoles and those stores to get them but xbox is bringing a lot of third party into the game pass ecosystem to make it more enticing like hey you're going to pay 15 dollars a month and that's not cheap but you're not going to have to go buy games from other people while you do it um so that's pretty great I guess, I guess if I have anything I want the Canadians to take away and the doctors to take away from what I think about Game Passes, I think Game Pass is super cool. I think it's consumer-friendly. Now that I kind of know how the numbers work out, it makes sense the pricing they've gone with, and I think they're actually probably in a good position. It opens up games and developers to audiences they didn't have previously. It helps with multiplayer games, um, gives a lot more consumer choice. You have options. I think it's great overall. It just happens to be, I'm I'm old school, kind of like we were going back, and it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. But also to your point, I thought the same thing of Spotify, and here I am subscribing to Spotify for music. So
0: yeah, Spotify is great. Yeah, I love not owning CDs anymore too. But also, I think music that it, it, it suffers from the the physical burden a little more than uh i mean a cd is only gonna be an hour of play time you know you buy a game and if it's one hour of play time for a 60 dollars title you've got pretty fucking ripped off
1: <laughs> yeah oh uh, so just to poop on ea because they don't get pooped on enough um <laughs> they so uh the new fifa game and i think maybe the nba 2k uh both they they have upgrades for next gen consoles but those upgrades are not available.
0: On the PC version of those games, um, why? Nobody EA knows. is just too good for us.
1: Yeah, th- I, I think they said something in their like press release about it. Of like, oh, they're just they're focusing on next gen consoles right now, <laughs> even though there's much more powerful PC hardware out there, and it's much easier to just flip switches on PCs to get certain features and not like. And you're al- it's already ported to PC so like i just i don't know is there some additional cost yeah but (laughs) you're just pc gamers are now offended and like i mean are people going to buy that game that that's the problem is when you have a title that people are going to buy no matter what businesses can do whatever the fuck they want and people are still going to buy it for sure And that's that's kind of the complaint I had. It was your last podcast or podcast before about PlayStation and kind of the slippery slope. They're going down with some of the weird price tiers they're doing for getting certain upgrades and stuff is like ultimately businesses set out to make money. So whatever they can do, if people are going to buy it, regardless of if there's upgrades and they don't have to spend that capital, they're going to do it. So we as consumers can teach them a lesson. And uh, send the doctors their way and then not buy and force them to give us the features that we need. Um, But exactly at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, businesses make money. That's their job. And uh, nothing's going to change that unless we don't purchase the games, which won't happen. So it's a sad reality.
0: Uh, Also. I'm gonna pee my pants, so just keep them entertained,
1: please. Oh my god. Keep them entertained. So Alright. That's what I'm a pro at. Well, I'll I'll take a page out of uh Oliver's book and, and see what kind of jokes I can find here. Um gambling jokes. That's probably not appropriate. Okay, gaming jokes. Let's see, let's see what we got in here for gaming jokes. Uh Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. Um, my son was so upset when he didn't get a gaming PC for his birthday. Luckily, this PlayStation was able to console him. <laughs> oh. Oh
0: man, that hurts. That hurts. Um Uh Ooh, that's Ooh, yikes. Wow,
1: some of these are are rough. Um what does the train use to fuel its gaming addiction? Steam.
0: <laughs> That's a good one.
1: Yeah, that one's much better. Did you just look up one. jokes too? Yeah, but gaming themed is what I went for.
0: Oh, uh, I should have done that last time. I always They're have mostly one pretty bad. Maxwell, don't you? I will say, and totally not actually that much of tech news, but I figured you'd appreciate it at a bare minimum. I. uh Well Max and I both have the same pair of headphones and me being the lazy blunkin that I am, I never use the Bluetooth feature, which also means that I never get the noise canceling as well, even though they're noise canceling. I charged them up. No cable is amazing. What have I been doing with my (laughs) life? Like no, just like dude, I fucking hate this cable. (laughs) Like Especially uh they definitely I don't know if it's just my pants or what, but like, you know, I'll try to put it in my pocket and the cave the, the the little 3.5 mil jack is like designed to just pop out like if you fucking breathe on it to make sure that you don't damage anything. Um, and oh my God, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just torquing off mad, like trying to listen to my music and work or something. And then it keeps popping out Man, my life's been changed. Um, I'm glad I had this feature for many years and just so fucking lazy. <laughs> I can't even use it. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm happy for you bluetooth is is wonderful and like you yeah. can stand up go somewhere else you don't have to bring the oh, device so with good. you oh my gosh yeah
0: and dealing with it connecting between my laptop and my phone when i'm at work has actually been way easier than i thought i thought that it was going to be way more annoying to like if i wanted to switch to my phone or something when i was taking a walk that it'd be obnoxious but turns out th- those bluetooth boys know what they're doing i can tell you that much <laughs>
1: yeah and they can connect to two vi- two devices at once so
0: yeah. yeah it's handy it's very fucking handy so yeah for, for <laughs> those of bluetooth. you wondering
1: i mean other headphones can do this too all the ones oliver and i have are the sennheiser it's these the sennheiser momentum twos um are, are these particular ones but the sony w h f x m 2004 it's the worst possible naming convention ever um are also a fantastic option Um, they're like the the number one recommended noise canceling like headphone they're all in the 350 and fifty dollar range but they go on sale often enough down into like the 250 275 range i would not buy them until they get down to that range unless you just got money to blow and you really want some nice headphones but yeah you can get them much cheaper than 350.
0: But it is nice. And the build quality on these have been really good. I mean, I definitely treat them well since you know, for me, it's a big Shelly um, to get them. But uh, I've... They seem like the, the wear show on them is essentially zero. I mean, when I buy $20 headphones, they will get through maybe a year or two, but normally they kind of peter out. I can, I can only breathe so much life by soldering on new 3.5 millimeter jacks on a headphone. And there's a certain point where I've, uh, I've done all the work I can do pumping life back into headphones that should have died a while ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I wear these many hours a day, every day, um, and in bluetooth functionality and yeah i i don't think i see anywhere on them yet um and i mean i had them for multiple years at this point wearing them the battery life is still great um like a full charge i could go probably two days of like eight hours of listening constantly to bluetooth there the sony's are better battery life wise but like if you remember to keep them charged reasonably like it it'll be multiple days before you need to go back and
0: charge them so speaking of Never finished charging mine. Hmm. Oh, look what I have <sighs> right here. <laughs>
1: <sighs> maybe. Um, I got one more gaming joke for everyone. Why okay. is EA the worst gaming company in America?
0: Because they made that fucking Reddit post that got six hundred thousand plus downvotes. I know that's not the joke, the punchline, yeah. but
1: <laughs> no, because Ubisoft <laughs> is in France. Double kill
0: that that is a good one. That is a good one.
1: So I saw that and we were talking about EA. I was like, all right, I gotta throw that out there. But that's a lot of tech news Ooh. per usual. I mean, add a little bit of technical difficulties on top of the tech news and pad some time, but we're at 50 minutes right now. So, um, well, I can just talk about Hades and we can push the week back. <laughs> no, it's semifinals. We got to talk about that. Um. <laughs> Well, actually, maybe we could, because I, I don't think either of us have much to say. Like, we've talked about all of these games so many times at this point. It's more along the lines of just saying who wins and why.
0: Yeah. OK, well, I can just go through Hades real quick. Yeah, let's um, do it. Hades. Because I said I was I said I was going to talk about it. Adam deserves it. Um, I will say I am going to spoil profusely unless maxwell well maxwell said he's not gonna play it so i know he doesn't care if i spoil it profusely um so yeah i guess just look to see who won on the bracket <laughs> if, you, if you don't want spoilers because i have no idea it shouldn't take me too long we'll just say five minutes how about that i'll keep it quick i'll keep it quick <laughs> um but yeah so overall definitely solid game i think that it's hard to because there was a lot of angry talk about how you know last of us part two won all these awards last year but then like all the developers were like hades was my favorite game of last year um but i don't know it's i don't know what's the right way to do it when you're comparing like a indie game versus a large AAA a studio i mean it's just like the firepower differential between the two is way different so i don't think comparing them in apples to apples lens really makes much sense right like you yeah. can't just like shove Hades up against Last of Us Part 2 i like even if you had more fun and enjoyed it more of a game as like more as a game i still think that Last of Us Part 2 just offers things that an indie company wouldn't be able to do i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not sure if i'm saying this well but yeah it's just like they're just it's two very different approaches so i don't I don't know entirely why I'm going off of that, but there's a lot of shade being thrown at people for saying Last of Us Part 2 is better when it's like, well, there's like a trillion man hours of development, the graphics are fucking insane, it's a next-gen title, and also the hype around Last of Us Part 2 is fucking stupid. um, And the hatred. <laughs> but not talking about Last of Us Part 2. The game, you essentially you start, and you're trying to escape Hades. um, Or hell, whatever, right? And uh, you're you start out with the sword, but you slowly unlock different weapons and you can kind of upgrade your character as you're going through. So like each escape attempt when you fail, you'll be able to yeah, just power up permanently. It's a pretty slow power-up process. Like I thought it was gonna be really quick, and like each time I went through, it would be like vastly different um in terms of power scale. But I think that I mean there are speedrunners that do like first run clean with no power-ups and stuff like that. So it's definitely feasible to get out your first run which I kind of like that the gameplay was good. I definitely am very like just bum rush at all. And so I do, you can dash and strike at the same time. And so like, that's my, that's my cream of the cream. Like I just dash strike literally nonstop because you have iframes when you're dashing and you do damage. So it's like, I might as well just maximize my iframes when like there's 50 monsters on the screen all attacking me at once. And I have no idea what's going on. How do you solve that? Dash like a monkey, and it works just fine. Um, so yeah, I I don't know numerically what I would give the game. I'd say probably at least an eight. I definitely do not like it as much as Adam and a lot of other people that seem to resonate with it a lot better. And that was kind of my perspective going through the game. Especially the last boss when you're fighting your dad. Uh oh my god, like the tempo change between going through like the You know, you're in an encounter is what they call it, but you're essentially in a room where you're fighting a bunch of people. Um, The tempo change from me just dash striking all the time to me actually having to play more like slow, slow down my gameplay and like really match and like learn his moveset. It just felt really weird. Like every single boss, I felt like I had to slow down the gameplay more and more as it went through, which I guess is like not necessarily a bad thing, but it was a little annoying that like, you know, he hits... Eight times harder than anyone else in the game hit, so you can really only tanks you know you can only tank like three or four hits from them unless you have a crazy health bar um so yeah i I was a little annoyed with the the last boss fight for that reason just because I felt like it didn't seem to fit with the rest of the game, which again isn't necessarily a good or bad thing, was just annoying to me at the time once I slowed down and I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna like not just try to bum rush this guy, you know, the fight wasn't that bad, but end up dying and you learn as you go through the story you slowly get more and more bits of information about like who you are history you know world building just talking to random people and you find out that the person that you thought was your mother wasn't actually your mother and that your mother is like on earth right so when you escape hell you are trying to find your mom once you escape and so the very ending actually ended up to pull the little odyssey you know, great ending, and I was really happy to see that because the story wasn't really that compelling to me. You know, it wasn't really a driving motivation. But you end up escaping and you start talking to your mom. But then since you're out of hell, uh, your body like can't sustain, right? Like you're you have this like curse or whatever, and you're trapped to live forever inside of hell. And so then they're having this conversation where it's just like, um, you know, you spend all this time trying to escape just so that you only had like two minutes to talk to your mom. And then they were like, you know, like, are you going to try to escape again? And it's kind of an interesting question. Like, this man wants this thing more than anything, like, in his life, right? To talk to his mom and, like, learn more about his history. And it's like, are you going to spend the time? And he's like, I mean, it's the fucking point of the game. So, of course, he said yes. But it is kind of an interesting notion of, like, you know, you're going to do all this work. And even if the reward's so short but so sweet, you know, is that worth it for you to keep going? Is that a motivator to keep continuing on on your journey going through? So there was like that and just like a couple other like it definitely hit some interesting topics that I wasn't really expecting it to you know go over but I guess when you're in the realm of life and death and the gods it's pretty natural to have some heavy-hitting topics uh so yeah it was definitely it was definitely a good game I I definitely enjoyed playing through it and even though I've beaten it still want to go back through and get through with different weapons and stuff like that but yeah, so, definitely a little bit saucier than I was expecting in terms of the story. Adam has a couple notes. Uh, first one being,
1: he's saying that the criticism of like people liking The Last of Us Part Two and stuff comes from the fact that Game of the Year, was, has been gi- at the Game Awards, has been given to an open-world third-person game um, pretty much every time. And so I th- the people who do that criticism, I think, are tired of that. Um, and, and probably most specifically because those aren't their favorite types of games. Um,
0: it, it- I mean, I get that. But if you're going to do Game of the Year, you're doing Game of the Year for, like, the entire gaming community. And I just don't know if, like, our views of gaming are necessarily representative of the average person. Like, you can definitely be tired of it. But, man, Assassin's Creed, to me, should have died After the second fucking game and it's still going on and it's still selling like a monkey. So, like, obviously I'm not representative, you know, and they've done a good job of rebooting lately, but like, you got to think about who out of the whole world, right? So many more people are probably playing Last of Us Part 2 than are playing Hades and so many more people know of Last of Us Part 2 over Hades and so many more people are playing it consequentially. So it's like, I understand the frustration. I just think that, yeah, it's it's always just going to cater to a massive title because that's what's going to get the most publicity and what's going to be out there. But I think it's like, I don't, I guess bitching about it's fine, but it's like, it's not going to change. That's what I'm saying. I think it's just an inevitable, just like the, the, the railroad's been set and it's not going to stop. Yeah. The- it would be nice if it was more representative, you know, of different populations, but I think they should just do like, either get rid of, just get rid of game of the year then. Honestly. Yeah. Well, it, like, I mean, it's the
1: same thing like Emmys and the Grammys and the Oscars and uh, Tony's and everything. I mean, they're like voted on by these committees. Who's the committee? It's not like a democratic vote. Um, I mean, the game awards kind of are like you people are voting for those. Like, I think I went in and, and voted for some of those categories and stuff too. But then it just kind of comes back to like what you said. Then it's the numbers like, more people are playing the bigger games and are playing indie games. Um, and it also, like, I mean, it's great to see the games you, like, get recognition and, and accolades and stuff. But at the end of the day, what, what is important to you? Like, someone else's opinion shouldn't hold much power over you. We've talked about this a lot going through this top 50 genres. Like, th- these are our top 50 games. Like, we try to bring some objective uh, objectivity into it of, like, oh, this is why we think it is based on these results. But it's ultimately what it meant to us, the experience we had. and. You guys will ultimately disagree with us on probably a lot of points. Um, and that's why, if you're using reviews to determine in awards, <clears throat> excuse me, to determine what games you want to play, I think in finding someone that has similar views to you and that you've aligned with on previous games can kind of help you moving forward. But I don't think there's any one source that's like, yes, they know. And them saying a game is a masterpiece is good. And you'll even agree with the people that you or disagree with the people you agree with most of the time. So uh, I don't know. There's no right way to do it, but that's, I mean, this is all art at the end of the day that it's subjective, no matter how you slice it, you can throw some objectivity in there from time to time, but it's, it's opinion at the end of the day is all it is and numbers. Like the more people that like it, the more likely it is to get an award. So, it's it's unfortunate. I I agree. There's no real good way to give an an ob- objective award of like yes, this is the game of the year. Um, so I I think that's fair. Um, and also Doctor Who saying playing Dead by Daylight. So whoo! fantastic game has us on the background. We appreciate it, and yeah, definitely play Dead by Daylight. That game is fantastic.
0: Um, but yeah, so yeah, it it is it is frustrating. But yeah, I guess I also. I don't really care about the words too much because I think it's more important just to know what you like and, like, have that in your mind. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, it's a lost cause in my eyes. Yep. That, that's, <laughs> that's why I don't care about them because it's just, like, I mean, PlayStation is, you know, dominated last gen. No one's going to be talking about anything other than PlayStation stuff, like, It's just where the the hype's at. So that's what they want to talk about. Um, But that's why the whole thing in the first place just bullshit. But so either way, it was a really fun game to go through. um, And I'm definitely very happy I played it.
1: So his next question was, um, how many times have you escaped so far?
0: I only escaped the one time and then I had league practice after that. So then I stopped (laughs) playing and have not booted up any game actually pretty much at all since that moment. So so I escaped with the base sword that you start with. Okay,
1: he's saying there is a second ending after so many escapes, so if you were looking for incentive to go back and escape some more, apparently there's a second ending, so keep that in mind.
0: Well, I figured there was probably going to be, they definitely alluded to having more development with the story the more times you escape with the ending, so it doesn't really surprise me too much i don't know how many times i'm going to go through it so if they're expecting me to beat it like 20 times i know that's not actually 20 times of beating it but i'm not playing the game that much i can tell you that (laughs) yes um and then
1: uh, adam has a suggestion uh where we should do an episode going back through previous game of the year award winners um talking about them do we agree what other games do we think Maybe should have one. I think probably for most of them, I'm going to agree almost across the board because third person narratives are like my bread and butter. Um, but I, I think it would be interesting to talk I'll about put, them and, and discuss.
0: Yeah, I'll say Hades is better. Than Last of Us Part Two. We can just do that when we go back. I'll just I'll throw the spice in the fire. Why not? I like Hades. Do you believe it's that? Good game.
1: Do you think it's better?
0: Maybe we save this for that, such, that,
1: that discussion. But
0: they're just such different games. I just like I those are games that like these two i don't i don't enjoy comparing because i don't see the point like as an indie game hades is great as a massive AAA a title last of us part two is great i mean honestly hades probably fits more into my mold of what i like in games right i would say that yeah. hades is a little bit more of an oliver game so yeah i don't know it's I mean, but the story in Last of Us Part 2 was pretty... I'm just trying to think of what if what I would rather... If I had to remove one, you know, which one would I remove between the two? Yeah. Because if it's just me playing... If I could have just, like, read the synopsis of Last of Us Part 2 and then played Hades, I think that would have been... Uh, then I would remove Last of Us Part 2. I don't know. I, there
1: were a lot of moments in that game where you actually doing the actions were, was you like... You kind of got to
0: be there, yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you, you had to be there, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah bro so yeah i don't know but i definitely think that yeah hades is definitely more my my cup of tea in general which i don't even play that many indie games i feel like i have this like vibe that i play indie games i'm not an indie gamer but for some reason i seem to get that little stigma behind me i'm a league of legends gamer a slave to the esports put me on overwatch put me on CS:GO. that's what my life's all about but yeah, yeah. so a really a brief and crappy review, but I, I enjoyed the game. It was definitely a good play. Cool. All right.
1: Well, shall we do a quick synopsis of who is winning this week's matchups? The 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 title of the podcast, top fifty semifinals, are four games, and we're gonna spend two minutes out of over an hour talking about it. That's the juice that comes out of the house. That's of the juice. house of juice. It's different every week. Uh,
0: I think it's your it's your week to go first, right? It or is. is it mine? Yeah, it's my. Okay, thank God. I need. I need okay. a minute. All right. Well, it's
1: going to be fast. It's going to be a fast minute. All right. So
0: you, you're picking Ori. I'll just I'll put it out there.
1: Interesting. So my two games this week: Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Ports of Horizon 4. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, was one of my first like 2D platforming Metroidvania games that I had played, especially all the way through and in my review of it over on maxwell lewis gaming i said it changed me i've said it multiple times on here it changed me as a gamer changed my perspective on what's important in a game i thought the game was incredible i 100 completed it um all the way through. 106 yeah that it's, like, it's like 110 117 whatever the actual full completion is um mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I blasted through the game in like maybe a week it, it, during a time when I didn't have a lot of free time to devote to games. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Couldn't stop playing it. Incredible. Like visually, gameplay wise, the story is touching. I thought the, the difficulty progression and use of the skills, they all mattered. It didn't feel like any of the skills were useless and it combined them all at the end perfectly it's just like one of the most well-crafted games i've ever seen and the fact that it has kind of the smaller scope i think allowed them to have such perfect when you start doing open world and larger 3d environments it gets harder to be that perfect on everything Um, but ori i think did a fantastic job the other game forza horizon 4 a game that i played religiously from launch every single week Uh, i have hundreds of hours into the game i am a racing game guy It is the best racing game I have ever played Um, until Forza Horizon 5 comes out. Then I'm sure that will (laughs) surpass. Um, It's a game Oliver and I played together. Um, It's fun to play with friends. They've added constant new free content throughout the duration, like almost three years after launch. New game modes, new content, all free updates. They added it to Game Pass. It's now on Steam. It's available to everyone. It's fun to play with others. Looks incredible. The the driving mechanics and the physics in it we've talked about are realistic while still being accessible because it's the arcade version versus like a Forza Motorsports series. So, wow. Both games. Just Incredible. Wow. Like as far as their categories for me, it's the top. I haven't played a lot of like the Metroidvania 2d stuff, but it for a strictly gameplay oriented game, like it's kind of my top gameplay game. Um, up there like doom eternal i think a lot about the gameplay i put ori above doom eternal um from a gameplay perspective so ori is kind of my top gameplay game and forza is my top car racing game which is also something that's important to me and something i spent most of my life growing up on as car racing games <sighs> fuck <sighs>
0: You so, haven't decided? I've already decided. It's like,
1: I, I, I have decided. Ride the wave. It just hurts ride me. It, it hurts me. I still, I still feel it's right. It's just, I don't like saying it.
0: I know. It's okay. We all feel that way.
1: Ori wins.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, at the end of the day, the biggest hurting factor is that Forza Horizon 4 is just a racing game. Now, that is doing it a dir- disservice to say that. But the story behind it isn't that compelling. Not At the really. End of the day, it is a racing game. It's accurate. <laughs> no, but I meant the-, the just a racing game. Like There's there's really not much else in it other than the fact that it's a racing game. Like, Need for Speed oftentimes has a story to go with it. Sometimes the story's great. Sometimes the story is dumb as shit. Um, but, like, there's something else to it. Um, and, like, in GTA technically has racing in it, but obviously there's a lot more game to it than that. No one would call it a racing game, but at the end of the day, Forza doesn't even have really much of a story, but it's about the community, the environment, but it, it, it's just racing. You're in the car the entire time exploring. Ori and the Will of the has a, a compelling story and the gameplay and the visuals on top of it. There's a lot of diversity in gameplay. There's a lot of progression. Forza, like you get some faster cars you get better at driving but at the end of the day there's not much progression from a difficulty perspective unless you just make the ai harder to race against um
0: you don't get faster cars you get the pugo and then you are done <laughs> that's
1: true that's true it doesn't get any better than that you get that right away um but uh but that's exactly my point like th- there's not much of a difficulty progression there um where ori really takes that there's a A learning curve, and and you're getting better, and using those skills throughout the game, and the game rewards you for doing that. There's exploration, all this kind of stuff. Those things just aren't as prevalent in the Forza Horizon game, um, and that's ultimately why Ori, even for as new as it is to me, beats a gaming genre that I would consider my like most experience in a genre. Um, so yeah, Ori goes on Forza Horizon Four. What a wonderful game means a lot to me
0: but it's i think that's just a natural pitfall of the genre though i mean that's just like
1: it's unfortunate for- but yeah it's yeah
0: forza is goaded for a racing game but like that's the problem is, is it's still like a racing game at the end of the day so you're not you're not going to get that impact of gameplay like you do with a story yeah or just even something that like you get better is like forza was fun to play through but yeah like when you're unlocking substantial new mechanics you know and feel like you're getting better at the game and you're getting more stuff to interact with the environment and the environment's getting harder it's just i think a lot more dynamic of an experience where it's like also racing's just embedded in our reality you know like it exists in the world so it's less exciting because it's something that we see and like i guess we don't watch racing but you know what i'm saying like cars and driving cars are like something we do and it's very it's a very normalized thing like i i go back to forza oh go ahead Oh no! You go. You go. I say I,
1: I go back to Forza because I like racing and I like cars, not because there's something new to explore. Except, I mean, they're adding new content like new cars. I would go back for that. But Ori was a game I kept coming back to because I wanted to know what happens next in the story, what new mechanic is there for me to unlock, what can I explore and go see. The game drew me back in. The fact that I enjoy cars is what brought me into Forza, but that's. That's where that
0: ends, essentially. Yeah. And I think all the reasons that you said that you liked Ori for is the reason I'm picking Hollow Knight. Oh, he's just <laughs> leading off, baby. Yeah, I figured I'd just go, go hard for it. Why not? And Probably Hollow Knight is being chosen okay. over what game? Halo, Halo 2 shitty game anyways i mean it's a pretty easy choice if i'm being honest i mean okay halo 2 is i mean there's, there's a reason well i needed some halo game to get to the top i don't think that my experience and like me remembering going through the halo games like one through three i enjoyed all of them a lot my favorite part still about the halo games and like i just don't what's nice about hollow knight is that i play it by myself And I still like playing it by myself. And even on repeat go throughs, I'm still having fun going back through it. Like when I was speed running, you know, it just like it just changes the way to interface with the game. Right. It's like I'm now the challenge is just in a different light. Like I've enjoyed the game normally, quote unquote, whatever you want to call that. Right. But then there's different ways to approach it. And like Hollow Knight, I think there's lots of ways that you can go about things to keep it exciting on repeat playthroughs and it's just kind of natural with the metroidvania genre because you can explore the world in different orders stuff like that halo to me is like the ultimate couch co-op game but consequentially it's something that like i'm probably never gonna play halo on my own for the foreseeable forever i mean i guess when the new open world halo comes out i'll try that out by myself you know but if i can play halo co-op why wouldn't i play halo co-op like that's that's what's great about it is being able to hang out and enjoy the epic story enjoy the epic soundtrack and like at this point i feel like it's yeah it's more like a halo is more of like a communal game at this point than anything right like it's like Mm. bonding with people over halo and playing halo with other people and talking about the blam but the blam with other people is like that's what's so fun and so great about it is it is just it's super epic super fun to go through Everyone i played played so far, I've enjoyed. I mean, I guess maybe ODST was a little mad just because I beat it and like, it's just too short, man. Can't, can't, can't love it when it's that short. A little disappointing. Um, but yeah, so I think that just for my taste in Metroidvanias, I mean, I got two Metroidvanias on my four top four games. So 50% of them, <laughs> um, it just, it's, it's kind of my cup of tea i've been i was actually thinking about it and i was like i just need to start just playing metroidvanias Vania's nonstop. so now i got like three or four other metroidvanias that i'm planning on playing which is exciting Hell yeah. keep, t- keep scratching that itch um even though that genre is like shat on all the time people love shitting on metroidvanias but i think they're great so yeah, i don't know why i, <laughs> I don't fucking fantastic. care fantastic <laughs> yeah um so, yeah, it's not really as much of a knock to Halo, because I think that Halo just does something different. It, it's just two different things, and I think Hollow Knight's a little bit more of the, the itch I'm trying to scratch. Halo was, like, especially for, like, when playing in high school and stuff, I mean, that was, like, the perfect game to play in high school when you're hanging out with friends and you're just like, oh, we'll just go through the Halo story tonight. Why not? We're just chilling. Just like, J- chilling, bro. That, that, was, that was great, but, yeah, I mean, I... I don't think about Halo very much anymore. I think about games like Hollow Knight, my excitement for Silk Song, I'm more excited for Silk Song than I am for Halo 5 um, or whatever. It is 5, right? I guess <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I definitely got to give the dub to my autofocus and Hollow Knight.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Also, so Adam asked how long Ori 2 was. So for me, 100%ing it, I think, it was around 17 to 18 hours, if I remember. Like, the, the yeah, full completionist. that's what it said on your Steam. And I was, uh, I was doing it mostly completionist along the way, so I would say me actually completing the main story was probably only an hour or two before that, because I, I was doing a lot of the exploration along the way, so I didn't have much left to do to get 100% by the time I was done. Um, but yeah, so just, just under 20 hours um,
0: to do everything. You have seventy-one hours on record for Far Cry Five. Sounds about. You played right. Far Cry Five that much, or did I, you just I,
1: play it more without me? I played it the entire campaign by myself, and then we went through it together. So I think I played through it oh, twice. Gross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find Ori. What the hell is 3D Mark? Why are you spending all this time on 3D Mark?
1: That's a PC uh, performance uh, software oh uh, yeah. yeah so like when i was doing well, it says you PC have 20, crazy 27, stuff.
0: 27 hours on record is yeah, what it says but
1: that's like that counts
0: when but the I'm game is open and that you're just... not
1: playing yeah. The, yeah the actual game like on your save file shows you how much time in game you've spent and i think it's around 18 hours
0: 124 on the witcher three and that's in game time <laughs> not surprising yeah yeah no that game takes forever
1: but that's all the DLCs as well, and like all the side quests. So,
0: I think Ori is the right pick. Obviously, I've been rooting for it this whole time, but I, likewise about Hollow Knight. So, today is the yeah, the games
1: are Metroidvanias, steal the show. So, what a, what a world!
0: They're the, they're the games to beat now i'm now i'm at 33 percent or 66 percent of my games are metroidvanias of the remaining <laughs> time <laughs> to knock out ocarina of time and just have a battle of the metroids booyah one actually being a metroid <laughs> yes um,
1: cool all right well uh, was- next wait, what were you gonna say
0: hey, what you, you were gonna juice
1: well, yeah, but yeah, I was going to say next week, whenever that is, uh, when, when we find the time to record and do all that kind of fun stuff, um, it will be the, the end of the semifinals. We just started it. We're ending it next week. Uh, for me, got Last of Us Part 2 against God of War 2018. Oliver has, like you just said, Metroid Prime versus Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time, whatever you prefer, tomato, 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 potato. It's all the same.
0: Um we could probably just wrap up the bracket next week. If tech news doesn't go really long. Like if if we if we end up doing if tech news goes shorter, then I mean I think we even dragged out this conversation longer than it needed to be for just this one. Not that that's a problem,
1: but So I guess stay tuned next week to see if we wrap up the bracket <laughs> or not. Um Leave your guesses in the comments below. Are we wrapping it up? Who's going to win? I mean, <laughs> A- A- Adam's already put his, at least, predictions for you, not for me. It doesn't, doesn't want to influence, which is probably fair. But I do, I will tell the viewers this. I do know what is going to win it all. So stay tuned. I don't think that's going right, to change.
0: Little teaser. Little
1: teaser. But yeah, so next week we may finish the bracket. We're for sure finishing the semifinals. Maybe we'll finish the bracket. Long time coming, over a year of Mo video games. So thank all y'all Canadians for sticking around. Thank you to the doctor for keeping us safe. Uh, Thank you, Adam, for giving us more ideas for the podcast in the future. And uh, leave follow us on Instagram all stuff. Leave comments what you want to see. The bracket's going to be done, so we're going to need ideas. What the hell to talk about after that? So
0: yeah, anything you want us to talk about because we don't know what we're doing with our lives so
1: yeah we we don't know we don't know anything (laughs) top 50 has been our life so um we appreciate it uh well we'll let we'll leave you guys on that one so juicy 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 Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. As you know, things are getting heated. They're getting crazy. It's the semifinals Next week, stay tuned. We are planning to finish off the bracket. You heard that right brackets getting done all the way to the final winner so get hyped to see that thank you guys so much for bearing with us through all of our crazy technical difficulties we appreciate you guys make sure you follow us on instagram check out our youtube because that's where we do the live recording you can interact with us and all of that fun crazy stuff but yes thank you guys so much i hope you have a great rest of your day and i'll catch you guys in the next one Juicy. juicy